Hello, public sector marketing and sales professionals, and welcome to the fourth and final episode of the Public Sector Primer podcast series brought to you by the Government Technology Insider. I'm Ryan Traden. I'm a frequent contributor to GTI, and I'm your host for today. And I appreciate you joining us. If you've listened to our previous episodes in the series, you already know what this is all about. You know, for those that are tuning in for the first time, let me educate you a little bit. This four-part podcast series explores what it takes to sell and market IT solutions to the federal government and the military. And for this incredibly important discussion, GTI's joined forces with Tom Mahoney. He's the VP of Marketing at TD Cynic's Public Sector. Uh, He's been running successful campaigns, marketing and selling technology solutions to the federal government and military for the better part of two decades. And he's kindly offered his insights and expertise to help our listeners overcome the difficult challenge of doing business with the government. Now, we kick this series off by exploring ways that you can identify sales opportunities in the government and the military. In the second episode, we pivoted. We discussed how to design themed marketing campaigns that reach government and military decision makers. And in our last, our third episode, we identified ways in which marketing and sales professionals can build relationships with government decision makers. And we'll have links to all those episodes in the article this podcast is uh, embedded in if you want to go back and listen to any of those if you miss them. Today, we're going to talk about something really cool and timely. As some of you uh, might know, TD Cynic's public sector is the new name for DLT Solutions following its acquisition by TD Cynic's. Tom was instrumental in creating and communicating that new brand identity to the marketplace and to his public sector customers. He's going to talk to us today about the best practices that he identified during that process. Tom, I'm really excited to talk to you about this. I think this could be a really educational conversation for our listeners about building a brand that resonates with the government. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for this one. You know, discussing brand strategy, it's one of my favorite elements of the marketing profession and discipline. So so really excited to, to share what we've learned along the way here. Well, and it's so timely because you guys just went through this. So I, I, I'm excited. This, uh, this couldn't come at a better time. So, you know, obviously, for those who don't know, let's talk a little bit about what led to all this. So what precipitated the rebrand from DLT Solutions to TD Cynic's public sector? You know, and why was it deemed important or necessary for DLT to change its name? So in, in September of 2021, Cynix Corporation completed a merger with Tech Data, and that created a new identity and a new company, TD Cynix, a global IT distribution powerhouse. Uh, and when the, the dust settled from that acquisition or that merger, rather, we looked and we saw we actually had three distinct brands providing service to the U.S. public sector in really effective, excellent ways but doing it in not a fully unified strategy. And they were doing things that were, could be complementary to one another if we brought it all together. Tech Data Government Solutions, a program known as Cynics GovSolve, and then DLT that you mentioned earlier. And as we looked at all the capabilities that the three brands were doing really well, but separately, we realized we really need to bring these together. And if we're gonna bring them together, we gotta bring them together under a new banner TV Cynics public sector because no one individual brand really could communicate all of the veil, uh, all of the value that was available under those three different brands. So you brought it together as TV Cynics public sector. 
and NYTD Cynics Public Sector, our company adopts what is known as a master brand strategy, where we want to build as much awareness and equity in the TD Cynics brand as possible so that people become aware of our role in the channel and the global ecosystem. And we also wanted to be clear, who do we serve? We are here to help drive technology adoption in the public sector. And so at the end of the day, it came out as TD Cynics Public Sector, a new powerhouse combination to drive technology adoption for the U.S. government. You know, large transformational deals have big impacts on companies, right? There's, you know, HR impacts, uh, there's, you know, IT impacts within the organization, but I would assume that there's also impacts with customers, the people that they're trying to sell to as, as well. You know, how can a large transformational deal, you know, such as a merger or, or an acquisition, you know, something similar to what, you know, DLT TD Cynics went through, how can that impact the relationship between a company and its public sector customers? And, you know, what kind of questions get created when a company undergoes a transaction and a name change like that? Yeah, you know, and you have to get out in front of that as best you can. So in the run up to the brand launch, which we, we brought out in October of 2022, in the run-up to that, we walked through a series of working sessions with all of our key internal subject matter experts and stakeholders from our market insights team, our channel enablement and reseller enablement teams, our vendor product management teams, our legal and contract management teams, finance, accounting, and more. And we, uh, through every possible question we could think of to that team and walked through what is the answer. So that as we led up to the brand launch, we could enable all of the 400 coworkers that we have that wake up every single day thinking about the U.S. public sector, enable them to help answer any question a potential vendor, reseller, and, and uh, end user, public sector customer may have. And we did a pretty good job. You, you can't anticipate every single question, but we built in a process as new questions come in, we could quickly get it in front of our steering committee address what is the right best answer and then put that back in the hands of our 400 coworkers. But the questions that we had to uh, address, you know, the low hanging fruit ones are why make a change? Um, does this change impact any of the legal agreements between the entities? You know, am I still able to transact? And so we were very, very, cap uh, very, very careful, I should say, to preserve the legal entity of DLT solutions. We preserved the legal entity of DLT solutions that still exists as a company. So all the enterprise agreements, all the contract vehicles that we made available are still available under DLT solutions. It's that just that the brand itself has changed, TD Cynics Public Sector, as a way of communicating the new enhanced and expanded value that we have brought together by unifying all of our public sector capabilities under one banner. TV Cynics public sector. Yeah, you, you see a, a merger and acquisition. It's a, a small entrepreneurial company that gets you know bought by a larger company, and, and sometimes that company kind of disappears because you know no one had heard of that brand before, and, and that's fine. You know that that brand probably didn't have a ton of value, but you know we look at, at DLT Solutions. You know that that's a well-respected, recognized organization brand within the public sector. So what considerations went into changing that brand from, from DLT to TD Cynics Public Sector? And, and why did the organization 
you know, decide to move in that direction when, you know, there was value, there was some, some name recognition with DLT solutions. Yeah, it's, it's one of the hardest strategies, right, is you don't want to lose the momentum that you built up over 31 years driving awareness of DLT solutions as a distributor for the U.S. public sector. How do you preserve that legacy? How do you protect that brand equity and awareness and help transfer it to the TD Cynics public sector new brand? Uh, and it is no small task and it is not undertaken lightly. A lot of consideration was gone into a number of different brand names and configurations, some of which would have preserved the DLT name, some of which did not preserve the DLT name. And ultimately we landed at TD Cynics public sector because one, as a global organization, we're committed to a master brand strategy, TD Cynics. We want that name to be ubiquitous. But we also want to be really clear, we have a deep, dedicated, and specific and specialized focus on the public sector. And so we wanted that to be clear in any rebranding. And the best way to do that was TD Cynics public sector, so that you know who we serve, you know what market we are specialized in, and you are still getting the scale and capabilities of TD Cynics, a global IT distribution partner. I have never heard of a, a transformational deal, a, a merger, an acquisition going off without any speed bumps, right? You know, there's always challenges, there's always roadblocks. What were some of the uh, large anticipated or unanticipated challenges that you guys experienced during the rebranding process? If, if you're willing to share those with our listeners. <laughs> well, you know, it's, um, there's so many different areas. You know, whenever you embark on a project of this magnitude, at the offset, it's, it's just soft, wet clay. You, you don't know what it could turn into at the end of the process. You, know, you don't know, every single decision has to be made. What will the logo look like? What type of brand color palette will be applied? Will we have a tagline? You know, how are we gonna deploy messaging? How are we gonna enable the coworkers so they understand it? What type of considerations need to go into um, what we've signed up for in terms of marketing programs or engagements with vendors? And do we need to renegotiate that because we're changing the name of the brand? And so every challenge you can imagine came at us as we embarked on the brand. And I, I tell you, the saving grace was, and it's a project management discipline, having a dedicated team that's focused on driving the outcome. And we were very clear, we wanted to launch TD Cynics Public Sector as the new unified brand during our annual vendor summit and inspire event in Greenville in October. So we knew what we had to do. Building a project team that's aligned to that building a project timeline where you establish key milestones and then meeting regularly to track progress against what you said you were going to do and then responding to everything you could not have anticipated that came up on day one. Um, and, and that was our secret sauce was in terms of overcoming those obstacles and those roadblocks to launching TD Cynics public sector. And I, you know, the other thing is, I would say is a major challenge is of, overcoming the unknowable. You know, you can plan for what you can anticipate, but you also need to anticipate that there's things that you just can't plan for. And so allowing for the unknowable, allowing for a little bit of that uh, chaos factor to come into play and just 
the best thing you can do is anticipate that it will happen and having a framework in place, a regular weekly project meeting, a steering committee where you can escalate decisions or challenges is going to be your saving grace as you, as you encounter those because they will they will absolutely come up. So anyone who has listened to this podcast series in its entirety uh, is probably sick of me saying this, but uh, you know our last question. I always like to ask for um, you know examples of, of you know what we we're talking about you know you going through it the company going through it and, and sharing examples because that's how I learn I, I learn from hearing what other people did and I think other people do too you know obviously I don't need an example here because you know, we know what the example is you guys just went through this rebrand um, so I'll change the question up a little bit and ask you for your best practices so. You know, when you're creating and establishing a brand for a public sector fo focused organization, you know, what should our listeners keep in mind if they're doing that? And, and what best practices can you share that you learned through this process with our listeners? You know, it's, it's kind of like producing a movie. And yeah, I, I've never been through that process. so I can't speak to that, you know, with, with any <laughs> great, deal, great deal of personal experience. But you know that a, a number of teams have to come together under a single direction to produce an end result. And that includes, you know, costume design, uh, 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 scenes uh, or, or uh, location scouting, uh, acting, uh, special effects, wardrobe, makeup. Uh, logistics, catering, you know, all of this stuff needs to come together and, and then you need to, you know, rehearse, et cetera. And then you gotta, you gotta actually produce the film, but where does it all start? It all starts with the script, right? At the end of the day, you need to point a camera at a script. And so that is the single most important best practice I can share is developing your own brand script whenever you're undergoing this project. And that is getting all your best people into a room and you start with who is this brand for? And in our case, our brand, we have three core audiences that we serve. Vendors that are looking to advance their solution to the US public sector, resellers and channel partners that are part of that network that are gonna help advance the solution to the US public sector end user customer. And then that end user customer who's out there trying to solve a real world problem. We identified our three audiences we identified what their key motivation is. And then we started asking ourselves, what does our brand mean for these three audiences? What do we want them to know? What do we want them to understand? And, and that's where you begin to pull out the themes of your brand, that we're a trusted advisor. We're here to accelerate their public sector growth. We're here to enable the transaction and break down the barriers to entry. And from there, you begin building out your talking points, addressing your FAQs, Getting that all into a, a, just a simple Word document or a OneNote, wherever your preferred resource is, and using that as your most trusted resource that informs everything else. What should I say in social media? What should my event look like? What does the press release need to say? When I'm on stage at an event, what does my keynote presentation need to get across to the audience? Having that script ready to go is the key ingredient to keeping everything lined up, and knowing that what you ultimately produce at the end of the day lines up with the script that where it all started. Make a script and stick to it. Something that any of my podcast guests could tell you is something I struggle with mightily. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you've been doing great. 
<laughs> hey, uh, Tom, thank you so much for, for joining us and, and for sharing. This is, um, yeah, I'm really excited about this episode. I, I think this is something that's so timely. You guys just went through this and, and it's something that a lot of companies go through in, in the federal government, um, you know, military space, you know, government contractors, you know, defense and aerospace industry. It's, it's an industry that has a lot of consolidation. It's an industry that has a lot of transformational deals. It's an industry where, you know, a lot of big players buy small uh, players, big players buy other big players. And, and it's an industry where, um, you know, this kind of grand strategy is, uh, is important. And it's something that companies have to think about very frequently. So, um, you know, the fact that it's so fresh to you guys and that you've got so many best practices to share and so many lessons learned to share with our, our listeners is huge. And, and I really appreciate you taking the time to do that today. You know, it's been a lot of fun, Ryan. Thank you for inviting me and, and for keep having me to come back for these sessions because I've really enjoyed com uh, the conversation with you. Oh, this has been fun. So for our public sector marketers and the salespeople who are joining us today to, to learn about how to sell and market to the government and military, yeah, we really appreciate you guys listening as well. Uh, if you're looking for more educational resources on this topic, uh, TD Cynics Public Sector has a white paper, uh, 30 Lessons for Doing IT Business in the Public Sector. I'd encourage you all to, to download that and take a look at it. We will put a link to that in the article that this podcast is embedded into. I, I'd encourage you all to check that out. This is the fourth and final episode. Uh, so this concludes the Public Sector Primer podcast series. Uh, we really hope that you've learned something valuable from these four episodes uh, and that will help make you more successful when marketing and selling your brand and solutions to the federal government and the military.